0: It's a common misconception that drinking eight glasses of water a day is enough for healthy hydration. It is not, people. But sweat consists of water and sodium, which means that you need water plus electrolytes to stay properly hydrated. Thankfully, there are products like Element that have all your electrolyte needs covered. You can try Element Recharge Sample Pack by going to drinkelement.com. That's slash drink people for only the cost of shipping.
1: Is he's wearing a Westminster dog show hat? Mm -hmm. You are just representing. I could not love that more.
0: You sound exhausted, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: In case you missed it, folks, Charlotte was. I'm going to let you tell the story, but I'm going to set it up for everybody. Please set it Um, up because
1: I'll say it wrong.
0: Charlotte was at the Westminster dog show, um, which if you turned on your television uh, at any point over the weekend to Fox Sports One, I believe. Fox Sports Two? Did you make it to one? Did you ever make I it to it one? I made
1: it to Big Fox, baby. You made it to Big Fox. Yeah.
0: I'm here with television, Charlotte Wilder. And uh, I think that's how you have to introduce yourself now. You're like, I'm I'm Charlotte Wilder from television. I'm I think once gonna... you're... Yeah, w- once you make it to Big Fox, I don't think you belong to Fox Sports anymore. I think at that point, you were just you belong to television. You I'm are... just going
1: to lead in. I'm going to be like, have you ever watched the Super Bowl? It's kind of like
0: I'm, that. I'm on, I'm on the... <laughs> I'm on the. I was on the the channel that the Super Bowl's on once every three years. That's the channel, well, so, now.
1: right? Um, so, I mean, the way it happened, that it was the Agility Show that I was on the big network for, um, because the guys who produce and direct it. Um, these guys, Chuck and Dewey and Bubba, which is like the most production name Wait, ever. What? <laughs> Chuck and Dewey not, and Bubba? They could not it. be cooler guys, and they and you know, and our boss Buck um and and Kristen. I mean, there and there are just so many people that like made this happen. For are me you giving kids. this? Are
0: you giving an acceptance speech right now?
1: It sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like it. No, what I'm trying to say is like if we if these people hadn't been helping me like that wouldn't have happened. And um, one of our digital guys, Luis um, Aguilar came with me and neither of us really had any idea what we were doing and managed to produce and he shot and edited and we put this thing together and they put it on TV. (laughs) (laughs) And afterwards, and like I did a live lead in and a tag out and afterwards, and and Social West was there and he was getting behind the scenes seven afterwards. We all kind of looked at each other and I was like, did we did we just like, t- <laughs> like but also that like, you didn't know. So we,
0: as you were shooting it, you didn't know where you thought it was just going to be on Twitter or something. No,
1: we, we hoped it would be like Chuck okay. had said, Hey, if you make something and it, and it's good, you know, we'll put it in and really trusted us. And so we were hoping, but like, they were like, yeah, great. And then, you know, I'd, I'd never done a live TV hit before. So they've got the camera and the lights. And I had written down, I was so nervous about saying the right thing that I wrote it down seven times in a notebook.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Before. And so I was feeling good. And I was like, you know, and everyone was so nice. And it was a dog show. So it was pretty like it was a really great vibe. But. Right as the recording light went on, I thought I was going to black out. Like, I thought I was going to be I got so nervous. I was like, Ugh! and I hear John Strong, who's announcing and he goes and down to Charlotte Wilder. Hi, Charlotte. And there was this moment where I was like, am I going to throw up or pass out? Oh, no. And I was like, hey, John, and then just like did it. And afterwards, I was like, did I do it? Like, who did that work? But uh, it was super fun. And there's really no better. I was sort of upset because I was like, how can you make the first thing after like 15 months of not covering anything? The first cool live hit I get to do for Fox. It's with, you know, the nicest, coolest people. And it's the dog show. I was like, it's downhill from here, man. I'm going
0: to agree. I'm going to agree with everyone else that was uh, interacting with you on social media from what I saw that uh, said that this was basically the perfect Charlotte Wilder. (laughs) event to cover i mean i don't i can't think if if we were doing a top five list of of events in the quote-unquote sports world that were tailor-made for charlotte i think the westminster dog show <laughs> is undoubtedly number one undoubtedly so uh it was it was awesome to to watch you having so much fun you Facetime me. you 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 met the golden retriever who did not win by the way which that's okay and, and i saw you did like a, a piece with uh maui was the golden retriever and uh the lady who handles it was was that the owner the handler both she's
1: both yeah they're not always both
0: i i love the uh humility where she was like we know we're not elite we know we're not like we're she was like we're here to have a good time uh but you were you were you met maui this this beautiful six-year-old golden retriever and you FaceTime me as i was walking moses and maui and moses had a moment where they got a (laughs) sit there and be like what is happening we're dogs we don't really understand technology but in our minds they were facetiming each other i was like hey good to see you buddy <laughs>
1: that was one of the cutest things. that was definitely a highlight um i was so thrilled when you answered and just happened to be walking moses like uh-huh. i didn't text you before i didn't i was just like we're going in blind and facetiming mark we're gonna see if he answers and um that one the handler and owner her name is sabrina and they were competing in the agility con competition and the agility competition is when the dogs do all of the the jumps and the tunnels. So and-
0: those are the same ones. The, these are the, the these are the same dogs. So the dogs you see uh, when the guy's wearing the suit and he's like running around on his tiptoes and he's got the thing, uh, the the leash, and he's like it looks like he's kind of choking them, but he's doing it to like keep their necks up. Um, and and th- that when we see like the best in show and yeah. the, the, they just run around in a circle those dogs we see running around a circle also do the agility stuff? No, no, so this no, is what's This is two separate events.
1: Yes. Okay. Some of, some of the agility dogs do, but um, a lot of them are like, they have an all American category, which is basically the mutts and like, you're allowed to be in it if you're not a purebred and it's not mm. about the breeding. It's about the, it's about, you know, the dog is an athlete. It's truly the most incredible skill for a handler because they I don't know if people really realize this but they set up that obstacle course 45 minutes before the show and the dogs don't get to see it the handlers get to walk through for 40 for like 10 minutes
0: and they have
1: to they have to not they have to remember the way you go around the course and then they have to tell their dogs to do it
0: Oh, they should they should make that more clear on television because like when I watch it, I just assume the dogs have I have just been programmed to do this route.
1: They've never seen it before, Mark.
0: It's a new route and they just have to like that's more impressive. It's It's already impressive enough, but like that's even more impressive.
1: It's That's probably crazy. the most impressive sporting event I've ever seen. And like, and the thing is, is that the handlers, like the dogs don't lose the competition. It's the handlers. And I don't, if you were watching or if people saw one of the handlers of this ripple, the Boston Terrier, his handler, Danny, I believe her almost handler, Danny, he fell
0: Yeah, It almost fell on the dog. Yeah.
1: And, and afterwards he came off the course and like, right. They finished and ripple leapt into his arms. I was standing right there the guy, I, he was kind of the course and he he was kind of limping and he already had like kinetic tape on his leg. So I wanted to be like, hey, man, you know, are you OK? Can we get you a medic or something? And he looked close to tears. He wouldn't make eye contact with anyone, looked at the ground and it was clear that he was just like heartbroken that he had let his dog down. Wow. And it was the most, you know, because it's it's easy to meme something like that or be like this guy fell. But it was like probably the most heartbreaking sports moment it was like going into a locker room after a team loses the super bowl what <laughs> this it was worse <laughs> like it was it was worse than that this guy le- imagine mark imagine letting moses down
0: uh, i know i, I, Cause I, Ripple I was winning that's oh, that is brutal that's brutal yeah that's uh he, he needs to do a press conference like bob baffert and just like talk about the <laughs> dog and over and over just like it's it's not about me it's really not it's about ripple um i'm just heartbroken for ripple that's awesome that i mean not that that he fell i was more going back no but yeah yeah um that's great. I, I See, I've man, never hopefully been
1: hopefully next year you can you can come with me. You know I've it's never been really more fun. jealous.
0: Who uh, someone at Fox? I, I, I assume it was Fox because the uh, Fox I got the Fox Sports logo all over everything. They sent me a uh, a very beautiful gift uh, package. I'll say that's where I got my hat. They I sent Moses a bunch of uh, treats. Uh, they sent him a ribbon that says "Best at Home" is what they <laughs> called it, the the Best at Home uh ribbon. <laughs> They sent a, they sent dog cookies. They sent uh, a little wine tumbler. Um, it was it was uh, some toys. It was great. So uh, I I felt me and Moses were watching the the best in show situation last night. The Goldens were screwed yet again. Dove was the Golden. I don't understand that. Like I that's why I want to go next year with you. I want to bring Moses next year. Can can oh. can, that, can we do that? Do you think like Moses? Like we should get footage of like Moses just interact? Like he's a fan of the.
1: I'm you know sorry. We, I'm speechless. That's the most brilliant idea of it. I don't know. I don't like. I don't know if you're allowed to bring a dog. He's
0: not there to compete. He's just there to mark. They have a preferred
1: category in agility, which is older dogs. So they, it's like a handicap in golf, or like the Champions Tour in golf. Like if you're an older dog, but you still want to run, they'll put the bars a little lower than your height class should be because you're old.
0: Oh yeah.
1: The cutest thing I've ever. I mean, like, and so Maui, I believe Maui might have been in preferred this year. And that's why I started Mm. talking about agility in the first place. But um, yeah, I I love talking to Maui and Sabrina because it wasn't they weren't there for best in show or, you know, the grooming part. She she had the best perspective. She was like, you know, these are dogs, man. And and she started (laughs) she started tearing up. She was like, honestly, like you just have to take every moment you have with these dogs for for, like you can't take it for granted like every run i want to do with maui it could be the last you never know like Mm -hmm. and i was just i was almost tearing up she's telling me this you know like so that that was why when i saw her on the grounds the next day i was like sabrina meli and i was like we got a facetime mark
0: <laughs> we gotta get yeah they should have they should let civilian dogs come and not even compete just like be there to mingle and civilian you know dogs. some so, is, is moses a celebrity dog yet i'm, I'm doing my best to make him i think but, he is. Uh, yeah he can be like the drake of the dog show where he just like <laughs> comes up comes there and he's just like sitting courtside just cheering everyone on and you ask him who his favorite is and he's like all of them I'm just here for the clout, man. <laughs>
1: They're all good dogs, bro. They're all good dogs. <laughs> you, uh, I think Moses is famous. I mean, the picture that you tweeted out of him watching the dog show—that mm-hmm. did that one. That went somewhat viral, man. He's, that he's a
0: he. He's he's sitting right beside me, by the way. He's once again knocked out. Is but, this uh,
1: all this going to his head?
0: It does. It definitely, definitely does. Uh, but yeah, we we are disappointed with uh, with the golden showing, and I, I'll never understand it. I'll never understand these dog shows that they they say over and over that the goldens are the, the most beloved dogs in the world, and they're the best, and uh, yada yada yada. But they have they've never won this thing. They never. Daniel came close last year, uh, and it didn't happen. And I, I I don't get it because I think. What upsets me isn't that they don't win. It's that golden retrievers have been led to believe America has been led to believe that golden retrievers are stupid or something. Like they have this persona, the branding of the golden retriever is now like just a lovable idiot. And listen, they're just a doofus. They're just like, I'm I'm just happy all the time. And they're not. Moses is a genius. (laughs) He's, he's a genius. He's like the, one of the smartest. I he's, he's smarter than half my friends. This dog, (laughs)
1: Well, that's on, the bar's not high there, Mark.
0: He's just lovable, and uh, just because it's, <laughs> you you know a lot of my friends. Well, I just uh, I was
1: talking about the one you know the ones we have in common. I'm like yeah. he, Moses is smarter than I am, man.
0: Um, and I think that's what upsets me is because they always like bring the Goldens onto these shows, and then mm-hmm. the commentary about them is like they're lovable, but God, they're stupid. So they, there's no way this thing's gonna win. But there it is, everybody. Look how cute that Golden is. And the goldens are so damn smart, and I don't. Yeah. Under, it's it's a misrepresentation, and it needs to stop. And that's why next year I'm coming to Westminster Dog Show to to put an end to the uh, the blatant the madness, the the blatant disrespect of golden retrievers. So there you go.
1: I think you should, man. I think we got to make that happen. Um, also, you know, I think I mentioned this. Like people are fans of dogs the way they're fans of their sports teams. Like mm-hmm. you're a Cubs fan and you're a golden retriever fan. Like. I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan and I'm a German shepherd fan. Yeah, and um, yeah. I, I met the owner handler who won with rumor, the German shepherd in 2017. Whoa. He was there showing Tony. I also uh-huh. met Tony. I FaceTimed my mom and cried from the side of the ring. The German <laughs> shepherd's German
0: shepherd won in 2017.
1: Yeah, and we talk about it at least once a month. We'll be like, remember rumor? <laughs> remember. So I met this guy Kent, and I was like, "Oh my god." And he was like, "I don't think anyone had ever really been starstruck around him before." Oh. And I was like <laughs> losing my mind, and he was very confused. He was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'll do an interview with you, but I'm why are you crying?" <laughs> is that a ger-
0: by the way, I didn't even notice, is there a German shepherd on your Patrick Ewing poster? Yeah. Oh my god. Cuz it says all- you
1: can't see but on the bottom it says Madison Square Guardian.
0: Oh man, that's perfect. That's that's so why good.
1: it's you know. That's so that's good. So. Uh, uh, but yeah, emails. You, yeah, emails. We got some. Um, you know, we'll see if I can read. I'm pretty tired. Uh, so if my reading comprehension score on this SAT email podcast is low, uh, you'll know why. Um, we got a lot of people emailing us about our sports, our nets conversation about, um, you know moving somewhere and do you root for them or do you not And mm-hmm. we got one email from matt g from newton mass uh which is right near where i grew up and he says um charlotte well he, he there's a he's a, a lead in he talks about how he loves maps like you do um mm-hmm. he said "liked he liked our takes on the islanders and the bruins which you know that didn't really work out as soon as they lost game six After I said I really wanted a game seven, I was like, all right, well, that part of the podcast probably doesn't work anymore. But uh, Matt says, Charlotte, as someone who also struggles with New York slash Boston fanhood, I feel the unique need to commiserate in your challenge, even if this is way too niche to be read on the show, which is how you know it's going to be read on the show. Mm hmm. I have got, he didn't say that. I said that part. I have gone in the reverse direction of growing up in New York, Long Island, and moving to Boston. I came to Boston to go to college, go Eagles. That's Boston College. For those of you who don't know, he said, I have stayed in the area for the last 14 years. So this guy, um, I'm paraphrasing here. He grew up a Mets, Giants, Rangers fan. Um, so his sports hatred is directed mostly at Philly. But what I appreciated so much about Matt's email is that he bolded the important part. He bolded the one sentence. He like pointed me to the thing where it's like, here's the thing you should read or like, here's my main point. And if everyone could do that going forward, it would help my little (laughs) brain very much. I saw this and I was like, shout out Matt G. Like I actually laughed out loud. And I said, I'm alone in this apartment. I just said like, thanks, Matt. That's Here's a guy the that sends part.
0: that guy. That's a guy that sends a lot of emails in his uh his work life. That has to like you know he sends out like a big comprehensive list of tasks to do, and then he has to bold stuff. He highlights other stuff. I have, it's funny like uh every so often you have friends that will organize like say a bachelor party or, or a big group get together, and most of my friends just email like it's text and just send whatever, and then there's like one or two friends that will you know like put the put the itinerary together and they're bold and highlight and uh all that kind of stuff he he strikes me as one of those guys that i know uh, exactly
1: what you're talking about there's the one friend where you're like oh you manage people for a living yes
0: yes and and you know you realize that all of us you just wrote like three paragraphs and we all skimmed right through that uh so because right now halfway through this thing it's in you know big letters of
1: (laughs) and that's what our buddy matt g did
0: and he does a summary at the end. He's like, okay, so here's what we learned from my email that I just sent you. Here are the bullet points you need to take home.
1: Right. He's like, be at the airport at this time. That's literally the most important thing. If you didn't read anything else, just please show the heck up. Yeah. So, so Matt says, personally, I fully support adopting your local team as your second rooting interest, mm-hmm. especially if your local team isn't in the same division. And I think that's sort of, you know... He says, "Nick Celtics is a little tricky." But, yeah, you know, I, I, I get that. I'm, I'm with Matt on this one, and I feel like maybe we've kind of come around to thinking that's okay.
0: That's where I land on it too. Is I think, uh, I, I think it's okay as to, to you don't have to like quote unquote cheer for them. You just have to, um, I don't know, just you, you, can, you can you can appreciate you them. can appreciate them. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, like I, I. Yeah, I've already told my story, but I'm that way with the Dodgers. Like I don't, I don't, I definitely do not cheer for the Dodgers. But if I was to go to a random Dodgers game, as I do from time to time, somebody has a ticket. Somebody's like, "Hey, you just want to go to the ballpark? Sure." And I'm watching the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks say, (laughs) "I'm 100% gonna cheer for the Dodgers to win because it's just more fun." It's I all my friends are Dodgers fans that are at the game with me. All the people in the stands, and frankly, Dodgers fans will beat the hell out of you if you don't cheer for the Dodgers. So.
1: And frankly, I'm protecting myself. So,
0: so there's that. It's just self-preservation, really. <laughs> oh,
1: anyway. man, totally. You know, the the only, the place I get into trouble with that is baseball because of the Red Sox, Yankees, and, you know, yeah. it, it's tough in New York. But, but like, you can Knicks, cheer for the
0: Mets, right? Yeah, Isn't that Mets, what the Mets are there for?
1: Mets, I have, a, I have a soft spot for. And, you know, Knicks, even though they are rivals technically, I guess, of the Celtics, like it's not been that way for.
0: That's the Knicks, come on. Yeah, come
1: on right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm it's like, like, it's adorable. Um. Here's an email we actually got. And this was an idea that I had at the dog show that someone emailed us. So we have the same idea It's from Josh Panky. He says, hey, Sharon, Mark, at the end of the day, I just wanted to share pictures of my handsome boy, Goose. And then Mm -hmm. there's a picture of Goose. But I think you have an opportunity to get many free pictures of people's dogs by hosting your own dog show. Create oh. the competition. Invite the people to send pictures and applications of their pups and pick some winners. Great for YouTube plug. Restore the love of amateurism. You find some way to monetize and sell out to exploit people's love of dogs. I'm going to take oh, this a step great. further, Mark. I think we should host an actual people's sports p- dog show.
0: The people's dog show.
1: The people's dog show, and, and every dog wins.
0: And you can't. Yeah, and and you we can't don't want lose. We don't want any dogs that are. Uh, in these competitions. If you've yeah. ever put your dog in a competition before you're out, get it out. Exactly. Of here. We don't want that's. I, I don't, I don't like that attitude. Actually. I don't like,
1: I mean, okay. if you want I'm to bring all your the dog dogs, in. In. like all the dogs can come, but, but like,
0: I mean uh, like what you were saying, how they have a, a, uh, what do you call it? Preferred uh, mm-hmm. level for the older dogs. Yeah. Um, they should have a, they should, they should just let civilian dogs <laughs> off the streets. Well, it's like the these...
1: U.S. Open of yes of dog shows is what we should have, well, the People's I, Dog Show. Yeah, like
0: I bring Moses and I just throw him in there and I'm like, let's just see what happens. Like he's pretty well trained, but he's he sure as hell is not going to like go through the the weave in and out of the right,
1: right.
0: What do we call that? The slalom, the sticks. You know what so what they're called
1: about? technically weave poles, but all weave weekend pulls. I was calling them wiggle rods. <laughs> 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 and the producers kept being like, "They're not wiggle rods. They they're are, weave
0: are not wiggle rods." Um. Yeah, so we do that. We host the people's dog show Mm -hmm. before the Westminster, and you bring your dog, and you just put we put it through the obstacle course, and then everyone wins. Yeah, yeah. And we all, yeah. What's I I don't see the downside of this. No, this is this
1: this is brilliant. We're going to do it next year. Great idea. It's uh because you have to be invited to Westminster. Like you have to have done other dog shows to get into the dog show. Yeah. Um, and if we say you know Westminster's Friday to sunday if we host the people the u.s open of dog shows on that wednesday in new york i mean
0: no we should host it in new jersey or long island i feel like that's yes! the more people's dog show move no it's gotta it's like, be in
1: like secaucus new jersey yeah,
0: yeah it's in secaucus and, and it's not yeah madison square Garden. like that this is the point is that westminster a little too much elitism if we're being honest uh and and that's what they love about themselves like i think they're not trying to change that obviously no. Um, yeah, they lean in but we're trying to we're trying to be more for the people and yeah. i don't think madison square garden is the place to do that i think it's, no new jersey it's definitely it's just, new jersey
1: it's just a new jersey <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm so excited i'm gonna look up venues in new jersey right now and email we just, everyone we at just Fox do it at a do-
0: it's just a dog park or just like <laughs> every, let's just meet at a dog park we're like a, we, we just get some high school to let us like use their football field like hey do you care if like dogs just shit all over your football field for two hours and they're like yes and we're like what if we paid you like, all right,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> or we just do it. And then they sue us and we pay yeah, them after, yeah. or we just plan it. And then everyone at Fox sports is like, you guys know that you can't just like plan events and put our name on it. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. We, we, we plan this whole event and like Fox does not send a camera crew or anything <laughs> else. And, <laughs> and you or I are like holding microphones and we're just doing live hits from the thing, but there's no <laughs> camera and everyone else is there. Like, who are you talking to? <laughs> It's like, back like, to you, not Jim. not plugged
1: into anything. <laughs> yeah. We're like, hey, we're going to go back to Joe Buck in the booth. <laughs> and it's like speaking into nothing. I think it's great. I think that's a winning idea. Um, I should have read that one. You know, my brain's a little fried. Had I been smart, I would have read that one. And then the one about the Nets. But um, we got another one about moving. Um, and this is from Dave... And he signs it feeling less hopeful, but he says, Uh-oh. "As fellow relocators, I also think you lose your claim to be upset about pro athletes wanting to be in a bigger, more exciting yep. city." I, agree. I will accept your argument if Mark renounces his Ohio State, <laughs> Indiana fandom and shifts all no, allegiance to California teams. I agree.
0: I I, I definitely feel like a fraud because, like, part of why I. I'm off the LeBron James train is because when he left Ohio, the second time I was like, Oh, this guy is, it's just a brand play. Like he came back for the brand play, which was obvious uh, to people outside the state of Ohio, I think. But those of us that lived in Ohio were like, no, we believe it. We, when he, when he said I'm coming home and this is where I want to be. And I'm just a kid from Akron. Uh, everyone drank that up, and we're like, "This is the coolest thing ever." Because you know, small. Not only do small market teams never really sign massive free agents, they never sign LeBron James. Are you crazy, Cleveland? The Cleveland Cavaliers,
1: the best and, basketball player.
0: And the whole hook was, he's coming home, and this is his home. And I, I could live anywhere in the world. I could live in the south of France if I wanted. I could live in Hawaii. I could live anywhere, and I choose to live. I choose to live in Cleveland, Ohio with my people and my, and I'm just, and I'm gone. And now I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> And here's where
1: I'm going to head to And I'm going to I'm gonna go Hollywood. ahead and go to
0: Hollywood now. Um, and so, you know, like that, that really upset me. Uh, not that he can't do that. It was just more like, dude, all that talk was obviously fraudulent. Uh, and then now I kind of did the same thing, Charlotte, but I guess the difference is I resent myself. I look in the mirror and say negative things to myself every morning. I, I, uh, <laughs>
1: We gotta work on that, man.
0: I uh I hate myself for it. I, I get on Zillow at least once a week and look up houses back home um with the dream oh. of moving back home. So I don't know if that matters, but you're I think
1: just I, doing it, you're doing it. You're okay, you're trying to keep yourself grounded. You don't wanna you don't ever wanna become anything other than the true Mark Titus. Yeah. And I feel this way. Like a lot of times in my head, I'm like, Well, everyone's making fun of me behind my back. And I think it's like a really good way to keep yourself grounded. Yeah. Because if you start believing you're cool, then like, damn, no one wants to hear that. Like, yeah. no one likes that person. I, I
0: it, it, to the greater point, I think, the I, who wrote in? Who wrote this? Oh, man. Uh, Dave. Dave. <laughs> oh, no. You exited out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we're you? sorry. Usually, yeah, Dave.
0: It is Dave. <laughs> Dave, uh, I, I, th- I, think he's, I think he's got a good point. I, I, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to do that. But also- Fans are irrational and they're going to do it anyway. And-
1: fans are irrational. And, you know, a lot of Nets fans were really mad at me last week because we talked about, well, we, we got one email from a Nets fan. from. There ben are who, no
0: Nets fans. I want well, to stop no, no, no. you right there. No, There's no, no. no way there are Nets fans.
1: Listen, what? he said the subject line, Mark, the reason I'm reading this, is says the one true Nets fan. There's no way. No, but he, he acknowledges <laughs> okay. that there aren't many, but that he is the one. He says, hi, Charlotte and Moses i think you are right that there aren't a lot of lifelong nets fans which opening that way i was like thank you ben i'm not trying to destroy an entire fan base i'm just pointing something out he goes but i am one i was born in brooklyn but grew up and went to high school in new jersey i was stoked when they moved i've been a huge fan the whole time from sean bradley to the corpse of deron williams i've suffered through it all thanks for reading this ben that's about okay, as close so, as you get. If you're born in Brooklyn, move to Brooklyn, New Jersey, root yeah. for the Nets, then they move back to Brooklyn.
0: That's a loophole. That's the, that's the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> I think, I think that's the, I think like, yes, th- this counts in my mind, but uh, I think the absurdity that led to this being okay. <laughs> proves that. I don't know. The the, the Nets fans, the, they're it's, I, I thought about it more as, as the bucks tied up the series and, mm-hmm. um, Net's fans were quote unquote like like it, I, I was observing Nets fans on the internet basically Charlotte. Okay, how'd that go? They they don't exist. They they are either front runners. I, I'm sorry. Who wrote this? In Ben was this Ben? ben goodson ben i am not talking about you 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 obviously it, i i think he he checks the boxes of what yeah. it would take to be a next fan having but they, they don't I, I i've already made this case but like either you're a front runner because like they they signed these three guys and 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 are traded for james harden and whatever um and, and you're just like wow that team's going to be the best so i want to cheer for them now uh you you have zero loyalty to uh you know, you grew up in New Jersey and they turned their back on you and moved to Brooklyn and you're just like, whatever, it's all the same, which is like, tells me you're kind of out of your mind for, for, (laughs) for supporting them through that. Um, or you're, you're someone who's like from Brooklyn and just like never really cared about bat like didn't like the Knicks or something. Um, and never really cared about basketball until recently, in which case like that, I would count that. Like if someone is, you grew up in Brooklyn, you're just like a Brooklynite uh the nets show up and you're like yeah what the hell i'll give basketball a try i've never really cared about this but those people shouldn't be like you know not that your opinions are invalid but kind of like we we don't really want to hear from you on we don't want to hear your basketball takes we don't want to hear your thoughts on like whether Jokic deserved the mvp or like you started watching basketball five years ago calm down you know just like enjoy it appreciate it maybe don't talk as much until you've like built like a base knowledge you know what i mean like maybe give it class
1: first okay yes
0: maybe like step back and just kind of observe yeah and then chime in down the road right um but like those are the only people that can exist as nets fans right like those that's it so uh but ben is is proving to be different and ben i'm sorry if i offended you because that seems that seems legit if you have ties to brooklyn and yeah new jersey but and um, you know
1: everyone that the Nets are building something here and uh I was you I was You should Dr. have
0: to, You should have to do that. Like you know how like when the, the they're talking like about these vaccine passports is, I guess the term of whatever that like things are going to open but yeah, you might yeah, have to show yeah. that you have a vaccine whatever. I feel like you should do that at the Nets parade. If the Nets win the if the Nets win the title and you show up to the parade. I need I need a comprehensive breakdown <laughs> of how you arrived at Nets fandom. I need to know how you got here. <laughs> Please show me your Nets passport.
1: <laughs> no, I need a printout. I need like a I need a five page essay. yeah, on why you deserve, you know, like a college application, like, yeah. <laughs> to go to the parade.
0: Oh, man.
1: The Clipper's Nets. We got an email about that, actually. Um, let me try to find this uh, in the meantime, though, actually, let me let me read this one because it's right here, which the the subject line is no n l d h, and it's from Joseph. Wysocki, I think that's how you say his last name. He says, today I saw a car with a license plate, no NLDH, and that got me thinking, what's the pettiest sports opinion you could put on a license plate? <laughs> so you think think about that while I try to find mm. this other email about the, about the Clippers and the Nets.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: I think do, that's the best one, honestly. No NLDH a, on a license plate is unbelievable.
0: That's a good one. I'm trying to think, like, what could even fit on a... What, what's, like, a two one or two word phrase that would just uh um I I don't know. That's a that's a good one.
1: Eli MVP. <laughs> that's a good one. Right?
0: You could talk trash to uh th- there's a lot of, of license plates in Ohio that are are takes on Michigan somehow, like trying to talk smack to Michigan, a lot of novelty plates like that.
1: Oh I love um, that.
0: You could drive around Indiana. <clears throat> excuse me. I I U basketball They've won five national championships and Purdue's won zero. And the big the big move, if you're an IU fan, is to point out that Indiana has banners and Purdue doesn't. So I'm thinking, like, if you put banners as a novelty, but that's pretty – that's just specific to Indiana. I don't know. That's a good question. No, no Ldh. I love that, like, that's the forum you choose is novelty license plate.
1: I can't think of a better sports license plate because I, I read that email and I was like, you know, y- you're not wrong. Like – If you are if you are Mark, like if you saw that on the on the road, you're immediately taking a picture of that and tweeting it out and be like, I need to meet this person.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And if you're me, you're tweeting it out and being like, I hate this because I love the (laughs) DH and we fight about that all the time. All right. I can't find the Clippers email, but this one, (laughs) this one's really good. Retiring numbers and global warming. This is also from Josh Pankey, who wants us to have the dog show. He wrote two emails. Uh, on on different days i think which is real um dedication he says char mark i was talking to a friend about the yankees and how ridiculous it is that there are no single digit numbers available for players for the rest of time i realized this also this is like reminds me so much of something that you would say i i started laughing as i read this the first time I realize that if sports go on forever, this means that jersey uniform numbers will someday be a thing of the past or outrageously large. Mm -hmm. Similarly, it also occurred that a lively and nauseating debate is pending where the Lakers will eventually have to decide whether or not to retire two LeBron James numbers. I feel like retiring numbers is an issue that everyone sees, but no one is doing anything about much like global warming. <laughs> My question for you, what do we do about this Jersey number problem? Also, what do we do about global warming? Ever hopeful, Josh.
0: I'll, I'll tackle P.S., the easier one. He says,
1: P.S., you're both lovely and wonderful. Thanks for the fun. And I was oh, like, hey, wow. Amen. all right. Thank you, Josh. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll tackle the easier one. So global warming, what we need to do <laughs> is fossil fuels. Uh, have you heard of these folks? Uh, these are these are a problem, and we need there to. <laughs> Solar <laughs> we need more,
1: energy, baby.
0: We need more paper straws in the world, <laughs> and I think that will solve everything. Um, if we uh,
1: save the turtles.
0: This is a great point, though, about the jersey numbers. That uh, it, he's absolutely right. I, I like where his head goes. That this is a problem that we all. <laughs> Is that about such it for, a
1: you take? Yeah,
0: if you think about it for five seconds, you're like, yeah, oh my god, what are we doing? We need to fix this. Like, we need to plan ahead, and like, you start. <laughs> we should start an adv- advocacy group. If there's like too many, <laughs> and we're just outside arenas, just like holding up signs. We got pamphlets. You're like, what what is this? And you're like, yeah. So uh, we are, we are trying to plan for the future because we see a world in which. Uh, a great prospect for the New York Yankees has to wear number two hundred and thirty-eight <laughs> because there are no more numbers of two one or two digits and they're like Tita
1: like at the Nathan's hot dog eating competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're outside um, every Yankees game. Actually, Mark, we should when we go on the road this fall, we should we should do yeah. that.
0: Go to the go to the hot dog eating contest.
1: No, no, hold up signs oh. and be like, "Stop retiring numbers because they'll oh, just no stop, numbers. yeah, save the yeah. numbers." <laughs> yeah,
0: we should we we should analyze all the retired numbers that every stop we're at and decide does this guy really deserve to have his jersey retired? And
1: the answer is always no. <laughs> the
0: answer is almost always, but it should always be no, right? Like it should. I don't know though. It's tough because like if a guy, no, no, no. Wore- it should
1: be a lottery system. Like if say if you're the best player, you should get to wear Michael Jordan's number. On the bulls or whatever. Yeah,
0: I, I like I like schools that do that because uh, Syracuse comes to mind. I think number forty-four for Syracuse football is mm-hmm. like a sacred number because like all sorts of legends have worn it. Uh, all the running, starting with Jim. I think Jim Brown was the first that, that wore it, but uh, they didn't really retire it. They turned it into like a a deal where it's like if you are worthy of the forty-four, you get to wear it. Um, I, I like that, that better than retiring it. Yeah, I think you're right. And you but, should be
1: able to be voted out of it. Like, if two years go by and you're not living up to it, your teammates should be able to vote that someone else gets that number.
0: But here's the question. So, say, say you're, uh, say you're Syracuse football mm-hmm. and you have Jim Brown's played there. You've also mm-hmm. had Donovan McNabb, who's not Jim Brown, but say Donovan McNabb was actually, you know, like won the highest. Say Heisman. that had panned out. So, say Donovan McNabb was of the caliber of Jim Brown, right? So now, which is it? Is it the number five or is it the number 44 that is more? Because now we start getting into like, which is the prestigious jersey and who?
1: (laughs) No, I think what you have to do in that case is that the the prestigious jerseys, they're not ranked. It's like being a team captain. Like if you have three captains, one isn't higher than the other. It's not like captain, sergeant, general, which is also, that would be hilarious for a sports team, by the way. Um, If you're like first lieutenant. Doesn't
0: hockey do that? Don't they do like alternate captains? They do captain and they put the C and then the A on the chest?
1: Yeah i
0: think they do but
1: they should call it like lieutenant
0: they should just call lieutenant that would be funny yeah vice Um, captain
1: i think vice captain i think second mate
0: (laughs) second mate
1: (laughs) Second mate. mate. captain des moines yacht club it is all coming together oh my god there you
0: go Um, uh
1: no i think that if you had like a five and a 44 those were eat those those can be an equal. Well, no, you're right. You can't. Cause, Cause, you cause can't that's compare, what like, so right. So no, then right.
0: fast forward to tw- the years, 2038 and Syracuse football somehow has turned it around again mm-hmm. and they're good. And they got this five-star quarterback who's, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence esque, and, which jersey, I guess you, you'd give him number five because he's a quarterback, but I don't know. Say so it's a running back, and, or, you know, like, is he, does he get the five or the 44? Because you have That's to now, so now we're back to like ranking players and determining like which is most worthy and all that, which is kind of what retiring jerseys is in the first place, is saying you are worthy of XYZ. And right. in this case, it's retiring your jersey. I don't know. This is, this is a tough one because I do think jersey should not be retired. I think it is kind of stupid. When you think about it, that yeah, we're gonna look up one day and there will be no more Yankees numbers available. We're gonna to have to use fractions and decimals and whatnot. <laughs> or just or just symbols. It's like what Prince did, and just like you just like kind of you draw your own logo. Remember
1: that <laughs> font wingdings?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just or maybe you just use letters, I guess. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, the idea of someone on the Chicago Bulls wearing 23 is preposterous. The idea of, as you know, the idea of Zach Levine even, as good as he is, of, of coming out and he's wearing 23 and you're like, come on, dude, what's going on here?
1: I would argue even someone like a Luca, you know, or like a, a Donovan Mitchell, you know, a young up-and-coming guy who has the potential, could be that good someday, but isn't yet.
0: It's yeah. Just, it's you can't it's, do it. It's still weird. So, and there's no way because, like,
1: well, the problem is that subjectivity, obviously, you know, as we made fun of with our goat goat debate, it's always going to cut like, no one's ever going to agree on who's the greatest,
0: even in a case
1: like Michael Jordan. So, like, you can't do it by who's best. So, I think what we have to do about it, Mark,
0: (laughs) I think we have to unretire. I I think you unretire them at a certain (gasps) time, time (gasps) limit. time limit yeah after like, like 100 like, years or something
1: you know how the freedom of information act like if, if public yeah. things become public yeah. record after 50 years or whatever
0: yeah like if, if enough time answer. goes by an america and, and the average american citizen can can have the the report on the jfk assassination or ufos or whatever released then i think like bay bruce jersey can be released right like yes. i think anu- there's got to be an amount of time where like it's okay what is it? I don't know. Like that's kind of the that's but then kind you of you the... think
1: about you think about Jackie Robinson, and I'm like, no, that would be sacrilegious. Like you can't yeah. do Yeah.
0: God, dude, this is gonna stump me forever. What do I know we do this about might it? be
1: our hardest question yet.
0: I think we just root for the uh the sun to engulf for Earth and we don't have to worry <laughs> about it. I think that's what we're rooting for. I think like this no, is one of those problems. For global warming. This is this is global warming in that regard because like my mind is just like, I'll be dead by then. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: It's like Who cares? right. All right, well. <laughs> If we have kids, good luck to them, but uh... good luck to them.
0: The, this is a problem for my kids. Let them figure out what to do about retired jerseys. No, the, the, in, in general, it is a problem because uh, far too many guys get their jerseys retired. and I really do feel like you have to be goats here to get your jersey retired and and they just throw it around willy-nilly. Shout out to the University of North Carolina. I think they they do the the the, the go around that they have is I think if you're national Player of the year, you get your jersey mm-hmm. retired. But if you're like all, if you're an all American or even, you know, you could be one of the best players in college basketball and you, uh, they, they won't retire your Jersey. They'll just hang in the rafters, but it's not retired. Someone can wear it. So you get like, you get the ceremony and you get like you're honored forever. But then you look up there, if you ever go to the Dean dome and you look up, they have 7,000 <laughs> things hanging up there.
1: Right. It's crazy. And at that point, you know, you can't see any of them cause they're all overlapping. It's like your closet when you have too many shirts yeah. hanging.
0: Maybe I don't know this maybe we're
1: ever going to stop talking about this. Like, th-
0: I, I think this should be the last email we read because I think we really should like flesh this out because I think to maybe an idea where like there's only five spaces like every team gets five and you do a vote every year. But like which so that way, like Babe Ruth could be one of the five every single year. Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle they stay in. But then as time passes, maybe you decide that. Uh, I don't know. I, no,
1: no, 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 You've got it, Mark, but it, but it's a, but it's, it's, it's time and a vote. So once you so if your Jersey's retired, it's, it's retired for 50 years. It's like Jersey retired tenure for 50 years. Once that 50 years is up members of the team, either members of the team or the fan base, but I don't really trust fan bases cause we're all assholes. So I think it should be members of the team vote as to whether that number should still be retired. Yes. And if it is, it's one of the five spots. And if someone gets bumped out, they get to vote who replaces that fifth spot.
0: I like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Write this down. Pick that apart. S- you're going to send this find- to me in an email with like the bolded points bolded that I need to know, by the way, you're
1: going uh, to find a loophole in this and you're going to pick it apart. So just think about it.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh man. I called Thurman Munson, Phil Munson. And that got in my head, by the way, I said that earlier. So I, I apologize to Yankees fans. Um, I don't. I don't know what the solution is, Charlotte. This is this is stumping me. I because I, my mind just goes to like like you know you know all the Confederate statues that are getting taken down, and um, I guess I haven't heard about that in a while. Did, did we take them all down? Are they I think gone? People
1: got over it. They were like, "Wow, these are pretty racist." You should probably just let them go. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: feel like we're due for another uh, statue to to. Uh, but anyway, um, my thought process for that was. Not only take all those statues down. I think I've I think I've done this for right show to, before. Take to. every statue down. Statues yeah, in general. Statues. statues are bizarre. They're so weird. Why do we have them in the first place? Get rid of all statues.
1: I think that might be my favorite take of yours.
0: Yeah. And if you think about it, you're like, that is a good point. Do we need a statue of Chick Hearn outside of Staples Center? I don't think we do. I don't think society <laughs> apologies Evo to the Chick Hern family. It's weird. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. Yeah, like we don't need that. Like that's yeah. not important to <laughs> anybody but the Hearn family. Which, I mean, you know, I guess they'll be upset. But uh, so that's what I feel because it's you know because you're like retire the jersey. We need to honor the legacy of Babe Ruth forever. And I guess really, if I really think about it, if I put my sports nihilism cap on really tightly, mm-hmm. I would say, do we do we need to <laughs> like does does is it important that two hundred years from now? Literally anybody walking the face of the earth understands that Babe Ruth once hit a lot of home runs. I don't think it is. I don't even think it's important in the the context of baseball for anybody to care about that. I think it feels important cuz right now Babe Ruth is sort of fresh-ish that like are there people still living that were alive when Babe Ruth was alive? <laughs> <Sorry>. Maybe not.
1: <laughs> Babe Ruth is there are Babe people
0: is- there there are people living whose dads told them stories about watching Babe Ruth. You know, so like it's still but I'm saying fast forward, like, our grandkids, Charlotte, when we're telling them about Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth is the guy who signed the baseball in the Sandlot. That's who he is. Like, he's yeah. not he's, – he's he's just like a myth, like whatever. Let let that be his – we'll talk about him. Like, we don't need to retire – I don't know. I'm with you. I'm kind of – I'm thinking out loud. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm no, bra- I'm with I'm you. brainstorming. I'm with you. I don't know if this makes any sense, but I'm just to I don't to think talk we need out. to
1: retire jersey numbers because I think that that gets down to this sli- – I think the only answer – I'm going to be perfectly honest. This, it's such a slippery slope, as Josh has laid out, that the only answer is not to do it at all.
0: Not to do it at all. That's the only answer. That's the way it has to be. That's the, the way it to has to be. It. We
1: should ban retiring jersey numbers, and that should be the stance of this podcast. Yep. Maybe, Shout or to- you, know what, you know what, Mark? Here, here's a thought. Tell me what you think about this. What if we stop now? If your jersey was retired before 2021, it can stay retired, but we're not doing it anymore.
0: Mm. Yeah, but then that's weird because like... I don't know. Some guy that finished like fourth in the Cy Young voting one year for yeah. you know the Angels probably has his jersey retired. and Mike Trout isn't, and then you go to an Angels game in 50 years and you're like, all right, so who are the legends of the Angels? And you got these like bozos that no one remembers. Yeah, they're all the, there's no the, Mike the Trout. White
1: guys ripping cigs and smoking. Yeah, like drinking in the dugout. Yeah, I
0: think I think you're, I think we unretire them all. Yeah, Le- release the jerseys. Is what <laughs> I say. Release them.
1: Set them free. That's it. <laughs>
0: We're Reagan. We're Reagan. Tired at the Berlin Wall. Tear down this, these jerseys.
1: <laughs> you know when you were describing Babe Ruth as like he'll be the guy in the Sandlot. For some reason, I thought of him as this legend, like Paul Bunyan with a big yeah. box. Yeah. Like I thought of Babe Ruth. That's the image. That's that what it will
0: be. But, but but I don't know. I, I I think there's just in general a little too much ego in sports in general. And I no, think, uh, not, not say. even <laughs> across the board, the players, the coaches, sports media, especially way too much ego. Oh, yeah. And I think we all need to sometimes step back and say, none of this matters.
1: That's, <laughs> you know, hard. that's, we're I, all having
0: fun and we like it. We should cheer for it. And, but like, again, Mickey Mantle, great baseball player. We love you. Thank you for your contributions to the the world of athletics while you're on this earth. But, like, we don't need to, like, when the aliens come to take us over in 500 years mm-hmm. and they, they ask us the important questions, like, what has human civilization been like and we're like all right so there's this guy Galileo he existed uh Isaac Newton did this Mickey Mantle like he he his batting average look up these stats here let me pull a a baseball reference for you and like like we don't need that okay like Mickey Mantle we're gonna be like
1: well you know Harriet Tubman and then um you know there was this guy uh J.J. Watt who you know you know like we're not I think that if this podcast is for anything and I would love it to be the anti-ego sport like if we ever get big heads like first of all one of us is going to tell the other one and also email us be like you guys lost it yeah. like you drank yeah. the kool-aid man because the minute we drank the kool-aid i mean
0: what come on i i get especially fired up about sports media people with uh with with massive egos or like the idea of leaving a sports media legacy because to that i'm like oh my god you are so (laughs) far gone like like literally nobody who covers sports for a living matters no like we don't we really don't don't. we truly we're we're there are, are grown adults who play a children's game and then we are the grown adults who watch the other grown adults play a children's game and we talk about it. And there are people in our business that believe that they, when they are dead and gone, people will be talking about their takes on the 2020 Los Angeles Lakers for the rest of... T- and it's like, dude, tear down the Chick Hearn statue. I'm sorry, I said it. Chick Hearn, you're a great broadcaster. Like, you don't need a statue. You just don't. And that's that. And uh,
1: The it, only it, thing it, funnier... The only thing funnier than that, Mark, is like the Sports Broadcaster Hall of Fame.
0: <laughs> what are we doing?
1: Like it's- <laughs> I mean, I that, that's why that's why I I sort of love that this is um my job because there's no like if you become if you become famous for being a great actor or like a great you know a, a great author or a great filmmaker or a great musician yeah. or an activist or something you can feel you have earned that fame like you can own it you can feel very special about it if you get famous for being a sports media like anytime anyone's like oh hey i know you like i follow you on twitter i just start laughing because i'm like yeah being, yeah and- being like quote famous as a sports media person to me is like the funniest possible career it's funny like that's so great
0: because, but like- and, and the examples you brought up earlier the the actors the singers the the what have you's uh they're creating art they, yeah. they are, they are creating something that not all of them, obviously, like I wouldn't say Even the
1: athletes, like the athletes, they, they can matter. They can
0: matter in certain contexts. In yeah. Like there ways. are, you know, like their highlights, whatever. But again, I still like, it's getting a little fuzzier. I'll tell you who doesn't matter. is <laughs> us These guys. We do not matter. And I'll tell you who really doesn't matter is the bozos who are the sports media media people. Like how far through the looking glass are we with those guys? <laughs> They're like, all right, so here's what uh, Scott Van Pelt and uh, his contract says. And uh, the, the big, big move coming. Uh, ESPN's looking to make a shakeup and Fox is looking to spend some cash. Is Fox going to hire some ESPN guys? Read my column. And you're like, dude, you're covering people who cover people who play a game? What? <laughs> what are we doing?
1: they uh, looking the
0: looking last. I, I, how did we so get here?
1: The retiring sports numbers, ban it. Tear down I think all the statues, ban it. I, I, I think I think that's I mean, I think, retire retiring jerseys. That is our official stance.
0: I think unretire. I think re- release the jerseys. I think that's I think that's where I've arrived. Unretire mm-hmm. all of them. Michael, like honestly, wear twenty three for the Bulls. It would be weird, but we would get over it very quickly. I would like be... a rookie.
1: I would like like the you know a walk on. Can you what do you call a, it? You don't call it a walk on when you in MBA
0: professional sports no, like unsigned free have...
1: agent. Is that what I'm thinking?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> An undrafted free agent is what you are what you meant.
1: Get, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk on. Give a walk on at the Bulls, number twenty
0: three. <laughs> uh, Indiana University. This this is this is this is a rare statement that uh you don't hear very often, but very forward thinking coming out of the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Indiana University basketball does not retire jerseys, and they have had some legends play Isaiah Thomas, for example. Mm-hmm. You've heard of him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll he his one his eye 11. or two eyes. Uh he's got two uh, one A. So it's I S I A H. So most Isaiah's are I S A I A H. Um
1: the most recent one or the older one?
0: Oh, the the uh the older one. He played in Indiana. He won a national See, championship.
1: I was hoping you were talking about the younger one. No,
0: no, no. I the, the one that I the younger him. one's named after. The older one, maybe the greatest point guard true point guard in the history of basketball, won a national championship in Indiana, all American, number two pick in the eighty-one draft meets every criteria to retire a jersey uh there's a guy wearing number 11 at, at indiana basically every single year because it's refreshing they're just like you know like, why cares?
1: that Got the is- name on the front <laughs> <laughs> all right that's our show folks